All right, welcome back to our podcast. We really enjoyed the first one. One of the biggest things, though, um, Missy, that I got from people that uh, listen to our podcast was just kind of like, so what's your goal with this as far as your audience? Like, who's your audience? Um, and I guess before we're completely unscripted here, what what is your audience with this? Who are you trying to reach? Every parent, any parent. I think it's almost a, for me, it's almost a disclosure of of what I have gone through as a counselor and a parent to say, did wrong, wish I wouldn't have done this, here's where I'm at with all that I know. See, I think that was a big thing too, is that I, we made the videos mainly for kids, I would say, right? right? To try to keep them entertaining and teach a lesson. But I wanna make sure everybody knows going forward, we're trying to connect with anybody in society that has uh, a chance to make an impact or spread the word. And um, one of the things I, I always go across is there's so many people in society that I don't want to treat them harshly. You know, I don't want to judge. talk to them to their face and judge them. Thank you. But there's things I'm seeing that drive me crazy. So um, do you have any thoughts on so just some things? I, I guess I'll start you with one. I don't want to put you too much on the spot. But I think a lot of people might see the two-year-old in the you know, shopping cart and be like, hey, what's the big deal? You know, mom's able, mom or dad is able to get shopping done while the kid sits there and no screaming. But what I see when I see that is the thing that you always ground me in, and I'll let you, you speak here, but the biggest thing is like, wh- what is replacing for that kid right now. Right. So can you walk us through that? Like yeah. what is not happening for that kid in that moment? And that, I'm glad you say that question. I ask myself that question all day, every day. There's kind of two pieces to this. One, I read research, which is at our fingertips all the time, just like we would drugs, alcohol, driving, all of these other things we come through our kids' hands. Um, So one, I read so much. So part of this is the research that backs at two, what that is doing to the brain. And the research is there. Maybe we want to talk about that sometime. But then second to that is I just ask at two years old, what would I have been doing? Absolutely. Two years old, I'm in the grocery store. I'm throwing tantrums. I'm wanting something on the shelf. You're interacting with your parents. But the biggest thing is, I guess, and I just want to ask from your perspective, I'm not getting what I want. I guess that's a big thing because what we're noticing is as kids get older and older, immediate gratification. They get what they want all the time. And if you don't think about it as, well, you're practicing not getting what you want when you're going through shopping that's not pleasant for a two-year-old. And just the big question of like, what is it replacing? The number one thing, and this is in all of the data with mental health, these kids are not connected, period. They're isolated and alone. And I get so passionate about this part because what part am I playing in that as an adult? That is 45 minutes in that grocery store where I can connect with my kid. I can give them some job to do. Is I hand it to them, they throw it in the cart. Will some stuff get broken and crushed? Yup. But I'm connecting with that kid. And so I think that's the piece. I love the question of what is it replacing? What are they not doing if I do this? It's your time to connect. And if you don't do that at two and three, it's sure as a heck of a lot harder at 15. And I think the biggest thing, again, that we say to, we need to, say is not non-judgmental but the thought of when i see and i have seen a dad walk into sport clips there's a device in five kids hands like i i get it i don't want to 
I don't want to tell, but I don't know what to do in there in that situation. I see that person, but I want to say to them, and that's why I always go to, I just think that people don't understand what their kids are missing out on developmentally. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is to make it, is faux pas the right way to say Mm -hmm. it? Like, Mm -hmm. I just want it to be faux pas in our society Mm -hmm. to replace any kind of behavior with a device. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, we've all, like you said, we've all done it, but um, I just wanted to make sure that the why behind it is not just rulesy. Right. It's looking at the development of the child. Right, right. And the data is there. Um, I think the other thing I would say is I'm with you. I don't ever preach, even in my own household, to my husband. I never want to be the one that tells you what to do. It's small, slow, and steady, mm-hmm. but I just do it. And so I have to believe every time I walk into sport clips where my son gets it, he doesn't have a device and I don't have a mm-hmm. device. Somebody's watching, somebody's picking up, somebody's hearing a 15-year-old talk to me. Um, but mine is a lot of just do it, do it, do it, do it, but it's slow and steady. That's good, because we, it, we do know that it could, it, it's become a norm in our society. And I guess that unless you're kind of told to look at that different perspective, I don't know if you would mm-hmm. realize that, hey, this kid is not getting the practice it takes to have coping mechanisms. Social like that's skills. the bottom line. Boredom, Social yes. skills, board, yes, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So uh, we'll dive into more here, and I know um, we actually plan to record something a little different. So we're going to shut this one off, and we're going to we're going to start the next one. But um, we just wanted to talk about a little bit of you know why is this important to everybody. Thank you.